Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We're here today to put the her in Rancheria. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you just kept saying the same thing over and over again. I don't know how to pronounce it. With different emphasis. <laughs> Maybe one of them was right. Maybe they are all wrong. <laughs> I just thought, like, I really love Mexican food. Uh huh. <laughs> I saw this. Person, it's great. I saw this person. Though say some people like, think Arizona doesn't have good Mexican. Well, food. they're wrong. They're from San Diego. That's what. Uh, they are. Okay, yeah, San Diego, the home front of Mexican food. That's when we Listen, think Mexican food, we think San Diego. San Diego is they're soft. Yeah. They have an ocean. They have an ocean. Try living in a desert. <laughs> Try okay? it. That's where all the rancherias are. Mexican food is built through pain and toil yes, and, and dryness sweat of the desert. And the dry heat. And So sorry if I don't believe that your, <laughs> your ocean sprayed tacos Have I told you better. my uh, Mexican food, my New York Mexican food story? Have I told you that? No. Oh, really? Uh-uh. Okay. I'm going to tell you. Okay. So I used to spend my summers on Long Island and um, I have the greatest New York friends that lived on Long Island and I would stay with them and they're the best people. And because they love me, like I would stay for so long, I would be there for so long that I would really start missing Mexican food. Yeah. And so... You know the food there is amazing. I mean, right. I was eating the best Italian right. food. Because when you well, when you think East Coast, you don't so much think Mexican food, but Nay. it just depends on where you're at. Nay. Now, so um, you know, I would enjoy the amazing. They have great food in New York, and right. all of my Italian friends like what you could eat that they make in their kitchen is better than a restaurant. Like right. delicious, no complaints. That's how Italians are. But I'm from here, right? Like, I need chips and salsa on a fairly consistent basis. Right. Like, I need something Free, spicy. complimentary <laughs> yes. chips and salsa. And they need to be good. Right. It needs to be good chips mm-hmm. and salsa. Uh, so, bless their hearts, you know, Taco Bell would not hold me over. Right. And um, they would try to find Mexican food for me. It kind of became this game of, like, okay. hey, we tried this Mexican food place. When you get here in May, like, we'll take you. And, of course, every time I went, it was just absolutely horrifying mm-hmm. i mean it was just it was awful i mean right. taco bell made this mexican food look like american food like right. that's how bad it was right so anyway i'll let to say one summer my friends were excited they were like summer this new place opened up like it's so good it's in it's in the city like it's in manhattan we're gonna have to take the train in because i stayed like on the middle of the island right we have to take the train in. It's a two-hour ride, but it's worth it. Like, it's delicious. It's real Mexican food. You're going to love it. And I was so excited. Okay. So I fly from Phoenix to New York. Mm-hmm. 
I take the train in to the city. Hours, okay? Hours I've traveled now yeah. at this point. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited. My friends are excited. They're like, we are finally going to rock your world with Mexican food. <sighs> Do you know where they took me, Joy? Oh, no. Do you know where they took me? I like, come around this corner. I'm in New York City. I don't remember exactly where. It might have been close to Times Square. Anyway, we come around the corner. And there's a line, I mean, out the door. This place is bustling, like a line going down this city sidewalk Mm -hmm. in Manhattan. Uh, We waited a lot. We stood in this line for a long time to eat some Chipotle. I was going to (laughs) say, I was like, where? I was like, where would it be? And then I was like, wait a minute. Chipotle. During the Chipotle boom, when it like first came out and everyone was obsessed. I mean, people are still obsessed. Listen, Chipotle is great, but... It's I just not I want I I want to eat Chipotle all the time, but mm-hmm. I just can't. I'm allergic. So anyway, I gave him a good ribbing. We had a great time, right? And uh, you're like, this is delicious. It's but, so, I like Chipotle, but it's would I ride a train? Would I fly across a nation? Would you fly to this New York City <laughs> and ride a train? One for of the two like hours? probably one of the biggest diversities <laughs> of delicious food on the planet no i would not choose i wouldn't but it was a great time and i love them and my new york but how many how many of you guys listening could say that you traveled hundreds of miles to hours upon hours to, uh, over a thousand thousands of miles to eat chipotle yeah anyway you'll have to let us know if you have also if you also have a similar Let's get a competition going. Let's see. I also had a similar problem when I lived in Georgia. There's really no good Mexican food in Georgia. Okay. So, you know. It really depends on where you're at. I'm partial to this land. Anyway. I think it's more likely to be here. Rancheria. Than, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, that's probably Spanish for what? Ranch? It's a, a Mexican herdsman's hut. Oh, okay. Or a bunch right. of like herdsman's huts. Okay. Yeah. So like a ranching settlement. Rancheria. <laughs> all right. And the word her is right in there. It's right in there. And... Um, you're right about all those things. I don't know if you said, did you say your name already? Yeah. My name's Summer. I think you did. My name's Summer Yeager. I almost never go back and listen to the show. Yeah. Um, I but I, I did it one time and I was like, did you say your name already? And you totally had. So. <laughs> okay. So we've um, done this before. But anyway, <laughs> my, we lose track. My name's Joy. She's right. I'm Joy. She's also Summer. Yep. Um, that's it for me today. That's what you got. Yeah. Well, actually, we're here to tell you about things that we have. Well, yeah, because I feel like this a lot of this episode is kind of chatty. Yep. So let's just launch into the chatting. I think every year, have we been consistent about this? I think so. I think I'm every year, sure. every summer, we do a recommends episode yeah. of just things that we're listening to, liking, doing. And I think we've been consistent about it. Yeah. Which is, it's strange that this is the first time I've questioned that. But here we are. You can leave I'm us. I'm pretty sure we've done it every summer. <laughs> you can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. We listen to them. We are doing a Q&A episode soon. So get your cues in. We'll have an episode of, you know, A's. It'll be great. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's all I got. You want to go first? You got? Are we gonna take turns? Should, yeah, I guess we'll go back and forth. Okay, cool. You go. We'll first. Do, I'll go first. Okay. Um, I feel like 
you, well, so I'm kind of wondering if I've ever recommended the same things over and over again. I had that question as well. But I don't know. I'm not sorry. Anyway, if I do. It might, if yeah, you just know it's good if I've recommended it multiple times or if it's like, or maybe you can tell like what I'm being sanctified in or yeah. I don't know. <laughs> maybe that's the case. Okay. <laughs> um. So my... First recommendation is going to be a kid's book. Ooh, okay. Um, and it's called Over and Under the Pond by Kate Mesner. Oh, has she and another thing? Yeah. So she has a few other things. She also she happens to have an Over and Under the Snow and Over okay. and Under the Rainforest. And then okay. she has a gardening one that I think is called like Up in the Garden, Down in the Dirt. Mm-hmm. So I've read the okay. pond one and the snow one. I feel like I've seen her name. Um, but they're beautifully illustrated and they're about nature. But in the two that I've read, there is no like weirdness. There's okay. no like 2000 years ago. That's nice. The first squirrel. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Good. There's none of that. It's just a yeah. nice story. And then it's, it's the point is to teach you about like different environments and that's cool. Stuff like that. That's very up your guys' alley. Yeah, and I really like the illustration. It's very much my kind of style. But George and I read them all the time. She loves them. Yeah. Man, my little kids did not enjoy being read to. Um, do you know what was your favorite book as a child? Mm. I'm sure I went through a lot of favorites, but I really liked some of these books I still have. Um, I really liked the book Chrysanthemum. Uh huh. I really liked the book Dog Breath. Never read it. It's about a dog with really bad breath. I I put that together. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Phil the ven- Ventriloquist. Nope. Um, Sylvester and the Magic Pebble. Were you like indie as a five year old, <laughs> or I don't? I was reading like the classics. The Rainbow Fish, Stinky Cheese Man, and actually, oh, I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna show you this picture. I like Stinky Cheese Man because I was always like fascinated because there was like, wasn't there like a like a drawing of like a booty in that? <laughs> I don't know. Was there? I really love the weird, um, the weird, the illustrations were weird, like right. patchwork quilty. Yes, and I was yeah. really into that. Yeah, there is. There's one story, and you see like a little kid. But and it, but you're so just it not like oh you're no. just not exposed to that when you're a kid. So when you see it, you're like, what? <gasps> so it like sticks in your mind. Like, how am I allowed? Is <laughs> I'm breaking the rules right now? <laughs> well, I do not remember that. If it's there, I'm gonna show you this picture and tell me if you recognize it because this was my favorite okay. book as a kid. I also really liked. Oh, um, uh huh. This picture brings up all the nostalgia. Is that we're going on a bear? Hunt? We're going on a bear yeah. hunt. Yeah, we're gonna catch a big one. Uh huh. That was my jam. I all, we have that. We definitely have that book, that version of I it, I need too. to. If I, need, I don't think I have it, and I need to get it. I also really liked, did you ever read The Magic Locket? No. And it, like, came with a little locket. Oh, I would have loved that as a kid. I have it, I no, have I it um, sitting in my Amazon cart, because someday I want to, like, buy it. Just buy again. it. <laughs> well, except for it costs, like, $83. I take it back. It's kind of expensive. Don't buy it. I also found you out recently from my Amazon cart that on eBay that a book that I gave away one time as a graduation gift oh, no. is now selling for like eight hundred and ninety dollars. What book? <laughs> what book? Um, is the selling... day of the Triffids? 
Oh. Which actually I feel like I've recommended you that in this You've talked episode, about it before. In, the, in our you recommendation You like the episode. most obscure, strange things. Some things, I have most of those books still. Yeah. That's not, I believe that. I believe that. There's okay. Some, well, I have, I have a book yeah, I wanted yes, to recommend. Tell. Please tell. Um, so this week, this week is our last week of By What Standard. I'm almost positive. I looked at the calendar and I was like, it's this week, but it sounds oh, fake. Okay. It yeah. sounds fake when I say it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this week, I believe, yep, is our last week of By What Standard. And I wanted to, like, this book has been on my recommends for a while. So I'm just going to tell everybody now that it's our book. Okay. So our next, oh, yeah. our next book club pick is a book that I recommend. So you might as well read it with us. <laughs> True. Um, but it's called Fair Sunshine. And it is a series of character studies of the Scottish Covenanters. So it's I'm like, super excited. it's history, it's church history, it's character studies. It's um, really encouraging all the, like I've, I read the first couple chapters and it will just change you. And so we had been thinking in book club, we need to do some kind of like, it's a little biographical, church history, whatever. So anyway, our next book club pick is Fair, Shun- Fair Sunshine, which <laughs> is just a wonderful name. Right. Like, I would name a kid that. I, that is a beautiful name. Fair, Fair Sunshine, Sunshine. I love it. Jaeger. I love it so much. It's so happy. <laughs> it is. It really and is. the quote is, like, that it's from is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So you should get the book. It's the guy who wrote it. His last name is Purves, P-U-R-V-E-S, P-U-R-V-E-S. His first name is Jock. So weird name. And Fair Sunshine, great name. Right. Anyway, I thought it was a name when I first like was hurting about it. Hurting about it? <laughs> yeah, when you were hurting your animals. Anyway, you guys should join us. With a D, not- we're going to start reading it. Our first book club meeting will be July 14th, uh, July 14th, so that you have time to buy it and get going on it. And anyway, I recommend Fair Sunshine. I'm also going to recommend um, doing the Bible reading challenge this summer. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I think we also usually recommend that because it's just, like summer and then... Just do it. There's so many things. Um, there's just... An, an infinite amount of reasons why you should be reading your Bible. But one of the things I find, and you and I were talking about this earlier, is that sometimes when people in your life ask you questions, if you are, it will tell you whether or not they're a regular Bible reader. Right. And here's what I mean by that. Sometimes people will ask you questions where it's like, if you were regularly in the word, this wouldn't be something that you had to ask. Right. This wouldn't be something that you... Or you would know who to ask and it wouldn't be me. Yeah. Or you would know where to get to ask this question. Um, But it's like there's so... It's just if you are not like regularly consuming the word, then yeah, you don't have the kind of wisdom that you need in this situation. And the difference between somebody who's regularly in the word and not is that if you ask somebody who's regularly in the word a question that has been clearly posited like and explained in scripture, then that person will just be like, oh, well, 
Paul says right, or yeah. we know from here mm-hmm. or it just comes to mind. And so that's not me shaming anybody. That's me saying you need to regularly be in the word so that you can be the person who can build others up so that your faith is strengthened and so that you don't have to ask questions that God has given you clear answers right. to. And yeah, some of being regularly in the word means sure. The Bible doesn't mention the internet. Right. Fine. Yeah. But there's enough um, principles in scripture for you to live righteously right. on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, just being in the practice of being regularly in the word is something that everybody should do. And I think the, the summer challenge in particular is really helpful. Um, I have one, my, my slowest reader is doing the reading every day in 20 minutes. My slowest reader. Yeah. It goes. Quickly. I'm talking about a child. It goes quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's really no excuse right. and it's really great. It's very, very helpful. It helps you figure out where to go, have a plan, um, and make sure that you're reading it all, not just your favorite parts, yeah. <laughs> which is fine. You know what? Mm-hmm. Read your favorite parts as much as you want, but read it all. Be a student of the word and, and do that. I've already left the links for all of that um, on our Facebook page. And you can, if you want more information, go to the word.com to the word.com. That's it. Your turn. Great recommendation. My next Thanks. recommendation is um, a kid's show. Okay. So, again, you can kind of see where I'm Where? What at. are you doing? <laughs> <clears throat> what have you been up to? <laughs> Reading children's books, <laughs> watching children's shows. I mean, I kind of was doing that. Before? Before. <laughs> Interestingly enough. Um but yeah, um, I'm going to go ahead and recommend the show Sarah and Duck. Okay. It used to be on Netflix. I'm not sure if it is anymore, but there are some episodes it. on YouTube. Okay. Um, it's, it's like a, I think it's probably a British show, but it's about a girl named Sarah and her and pet her duck. duck. Yeah. There's no parents in okay. it. <laughs> okay. But it's a good show. But it's a good show. Okay. And again, no like weirdness as far as I know. No pride. Okay. It's just them. Like, That's nice. It's just figuring them figuring things out. But there's like some interesting continuity that's kind of cute. Like like in one right. episode they bake a cake, but the cake's like alive. So they like, talk to the cake. <laughs> but then from that moment on, like every time they open their fridge in an episode, the yeah. cake's like, hi. <laughs> That stresses me out a little. I don't know. Just uh, when things in my fridge start talking to me, (laughs) I throw them away. Well, this is kind of a common. (laughs) Yeah, it's a common occurrence in in this world. Right, there's little things that talk to you that aren't supposed to. (laughs) But cool. The duck does not talk. He quacks. He quacks. But anyway, it's cute. (laughs) Um, Okay. Speaking of fridges, um, and Georgia really, she's she really enjoys it. She's not a huge. I mean, we don't watch a ton of TV anyway. Yeah. But she gets kind of bored with TV. Yeah. But Sarah and Duck, she will. I'm so bored with TV she'll like, right now. I know. That's what I, I well, and I just kind of in general Ugh, feel. I'm not into it anymore. I've been reading a lot of things at one time, so I haven't finished a lot. Mm-hmm. And TV is kind of, bo- this is why I was like, what do I, what do I recommend? Like, what do I know yeah. for sure I recommend? That like I've finished 
I know. And then it's good and yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, kids well, stuff. Well, I'm going to recommend something I've never recommended before, which is a food. Um, oh, uh-huh. So, and because I guess I mentioned this briefly a couple weeks ago, and then I had people asking me, like, why didn't you finish explaining it? So I'm going to explain it now. Okay. And you know all about this. Um, so every day, pretty much every day, I eat Brussels sprouts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... My secret weapon is the cocoa aminos. Right. It's a, it's listen, if you guys are sleeping on cocoa aminos, you need to stop. First of all, if you get if you don't get it, the large bottle at Costco, you're going to spend way too you're much money. Too much. That's why you haven't gotten it. Because you're like you see it at the grocery store and you're it's like too I can't I can't pay $16 for 3 ounces of coconut and aminos. And you shouldn't. Don't. What you should do is you should go to Costco and get the $10 bottle and it's large. Right. I think it's a liter. I think it's a liter. What? Did you hear There's this? There's a bug. The studio ghost? <laughs> what kind of bug? I can't tell if it's a moth or something scarier oh. than that. You know, as long as it's not a scorpion. As long as it's... Sta- yeah, it was flying. So <laughs> I'm, assuming, I'm assuming it was not a scorpion. <laughs> okay. Unless we really have some... Something Flying headed our way. <laughs> um, okay, so oh, yeah, it's y- a month. you need to get the bottle of cocoa aminos and you need to get Brussels sprouts. And what I do with them is I chop them in half. I remove the stem and then I chop them in half. And then I sear them in a really hot pan with, you know, butter or whatever mm-hmm. oil you want um, until they start getting soft. When they start getting soft, then I do salt, pepper, garlic. You might have had to add butter again at this point depending on I, I cook a like big cook. batch mm-hmm. so it takes longer and so the oil dries up right anyway salt pepper garlic onion powder if you have it and then you drop some cocoa aminos over them and stir it mm-hmm. and then you turn the heat way down low and then you let all of that like caramelize together and it's the best I mean you can do the thing about cocoa aminos so this really is about the cocoa aminos right Last night, though there are some vegetables that do particularly like they hold a sauce well. Brussels Obviously, sprouts. Brussels sprouts, broccoli, like anything yeah. that has like crevices like where the sauce it. can hide. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Uh, and then last night I was making taco bowls and I was using ground turkey, and I made my own. I don't buy the packets of taco seasoning because oh, yeah, there's just like garbage in them. Mm-hmm. So I made my own taco seasoning, and then I thought cocoa aminos okay and so i had already chopped up this like ground turkey and peppers and onion and i was cooking all that together and i have to make a pretty mild taco sauce because my children some of them very white just very very right. no spice they live the no spice life which despite i don't despite being from the desert they're kids. they'll grow into it you yeah, gotta give them will. time they will uh anyway i was like cocoa aminos i'm just gonna add it i'm just gonna see what happens right pow i mean joy Everyone, everyone in my family was like, this is really good. Like, mm. Mm. and then halfway through, I said something about it being turkey. And Eric was like, it's turkey? Like, it was so good. We didn't know. They didn't realize that. Yeah. So anyway, cocoa hmm. aminos. It's my secret weapon. Oh, it's Apparently great. you can do it in, apparently. I just hear apparently. it in that little, every time, yeah. like you know, that little kid voice. <laughs> anyway, apparently you can put it in uh Mexican food too. And I noticed I went to um, Barrio Queen uh-huh. and one of their bowls included cocoa aminos. So apparently this thing is branching out. It, yeah. It crosses lines. Get on it. That's it. That's, they are delicious. That was my food. 
I need to get some the next time I uh, need to get some. I always have two bottles on hand because I go through. I put it in everything. I eat it every day. (laughs) I just can't. I can't (laughs) stop. I don't know. It's probably not horrible for you. There's probably no. It's a healthier version of soy. Yeah, definitely not. If you're allergic to soy or something like that, is why. Which I also happen (laughs) to be Mm -hmm. allergic to that. Um. Well, that's a great recommendation. I totally second it. Get those Brussels sprouts. Um, well, now I feel like I'm like, what can I recommend from Costco? And is that what the show's about now? Is that what we have become? Just like an episode where it's like, okay. Costco records. <laughs> we totally labeled this episode wrong. Um, man, yeah, I feel like I can't rec- even recommend Costco, though. But isn't there just something about Costco that you love? Yeah. But they're kind of also become, I mean, most recently they've been... Whatever. I don't have to wear a mask there anymore. I know. Whatever. I saw employees not wearing masks Me too. there too. Same. And I was like, okay, this is great. Beautiful. Um, But yeah, they just have everything. Remember- and you get really interested in, like, I like to go to other people's Costco's. And see and what they have. Be like, Because sometimes they have, there's like test Costco's where they'll start off certain products. I know. Um, and so you're yeah. kind of the first to know. I remember that week, um... I answered that email about masking yeah, and I was like, don't do it. It's unnecessary. And then that was the same week that the Fauci emails. Leaked. <laughs> I just, anyway, moving on. What's your recommendation? <laughs> Humble pie. Uh, no, um, sorry. Another kid thing. <laughs> I have another kid recommendation. I promise my last two. One of them is kind of a kid thing, but the last one is not. Okay. okay. Anyway, I'm just going to keep going. Yep. Um, Letter Factory. What? A production brought to you by Leapfrog. Letter Factory? It's just is a, it a game? No, it's just a little show that's like, again, like we don't, we don't watch a lot, but I want her to watch some like educational stuff if she's going yeah. to. Yeah. Um, and I used to use this a lot at my previous job and I worked, well, I didn't exclusively work with kids at my previous job, but um, some kids and some adults, but the kids always had this very weird ability to pick up the alphabet and letters from letter factory. And it's just a little cartoon that leapfrog put out that just teaches kids the sounds and the letters. And it's like a little, Mm -hmm. it's interesting enough to where if you, like for the X, they go into like an X-ray room, but like, if you're like me, it's somewhat entertaining in the way that you wonder. So they like X-ray the X, and you're like, "There's bones in that X." You're like, "Do all these letters have bones?" Right? Is it just are the these X? partially human What's letters? <laughs> How are they making these letters? Um, but yeah, it's just uh, that would never cross my mind. <laughs> I've just, um. I've seen a lot of kids learn their letters from Letter Factory, and I recently purchased it. Okay. Because I f- totally forgot about it, and then I was like, "Let's let's just see how this goes." That might be a hot tip for me because I was sitting on the couch yesterday, and you know, Clementine is going to be in third grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> she's doing the Bible reading challenge with me, mm-hmm. and I had this moment where I was like, 
my child is going into third grade and she's a great reader. And then I thought to myself, how did I teach her to read? Right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, right. Because I have to start thinking about that with January. Uh-huh. And I feel like I could not honestly tell you how I taught Clementine mm. to read. Um, so maybe she taught herself to read and I was there for emotional you were support just... <laughs> uh, is how I'm feeling. That does kind of sound like something Clementine would do. Yeah, that's very much. <laughs> I just described my relationship Are you, are you with there, Clementine. Mom? Are you there, Mom? Okay. okay I'll just independently I'm... do this thing over here. Yeah. And it'll be amazing. 100% <laughs> everything. And so anyway, I was like, how do you teach a child? I, what was funny was I was asking myself as I sat next to my child that reads, mm-hmm. who I've been homeschooling from kindergarten, I was like, how do you teach a child right. to read? Yes. Because I have to do it again. I think it's, I, it's interesting because I think some of it comes nat- pretty naturally. I have actually taught someone to read before, and but I don't know if I do it the right way. I just did lots right. of like... You know, you do like the sounds and stuff like that, but the English the language, the English language is, is kind of weird. So a lot of a lot of times it's like sight word memorization, oh. but I don't think that's wrong either. And then um, we used a lot of Dr. Seuss books because there's lots of rhyming. rhyming. So there's like principles, like these letters say this, and yeah. then there's lots of repetition. So you like in one book, you mm-hmm. go over that same principle when over and two, over and over she and made over me read again. hop on pop every yeah. night and mm-hmm. the thing about hop on pop is that i think it's the longest dr seuss oh book. it never ends certainly the longest one that has no real story plot. <laughs> it just goes and goes and goes and she had it memorized i mean by the time she was two and a half some of the older some of the vintage dr seuss are long books like horton hears a who is a long story yeah for a kid to sit yeah. and listen to. I know. For an adult to sit and listen to. Oh, I do. I actually, unbeknownst to myself, have an additional oh. um, recommendation. Is it what, Dr. Seuss? No, I mean, <laughs> that's always been a recommendation for me. Hopefully you guys know that. Um, but yeah, like, re, re, you guys should try reading things in like different accents <laughs> to your kids what are you talking about <laughs> well you know you just kind of like pick the story out of the bookshelf and then you decide like what accent would be appropriate so if you're reading um any of the any like beatrix potter or mm. anything like that uh-huh. of course you gotta Madeline. go british yeah madeline would that be French? French. So just try it. You know that voice message your husband left me? <laughs> he did an old man accent. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. It uh read in an accent. Yeah, um, it spices things up a little bit. Janie but says you can't water go too to me weird. in British. That's what she says. Water. She says, I can say water in British. <laughs> water. <laughs> That's not anyway. She does a better job than I just did. I I will give her credit right. for that. But yeah, you know, just consider. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, like when you read Horton Hears a Who. Yeah. You have to do like a Russian Vlad Vladikov. You do. Of course. Oh. Is there a name that's less Russian than Vlad Vladikov? That is the most <laughs> Russian. Name. Even though he's a vulture, you just I don't keep know. saying different Vlads. Vlad, Vladimir, Vladikov. Wow. Um. So this week we need. I to have f- six names. They all start with V. 
<laughs> this week we and apologize they... <laughs> to Russia. Right. I'm so sorry, <laughs> Russia, for what Joy they, is saying. And they're like, we don't require an apology. We're pretty tough. <laughs> you right. know, they're like, we don't need you. You know, like an elevation that you guys can't even survive at? Our major cities are there. <laughs> Not elevation. Um latitude lines on the globe yes latitude Mm -hmm. yeah you guys know what i'm saying i couldn't handle that latitude (laughs) but you know what they couldn't handle mine anyway i want to recommend um the thing that your husband (laughs) was asking me about in his weird old man accent um oh yeah i want to i want to recommend lo-fi and and vaporwave i want to recommend them both and um vaporwave is a ridiculous name and i just want you guys so we all remember, because you're, you're a millennial, most likely. Remember Lisa Frank? Yeah, of course. Okay. So, like, Vaporwave is if Lisa Frank had a music genre. Oh, wow. It's very 80s, neon. It's also an aesthetic, uh-huh. which is extremely... It's, like, people that grew up with Lisa Frank. Like, you were a Lisa Frank kid, and then you became a designer, but you still loved right. Lisa Frank. Right, okay, okay. That's what's happening. And that's what's happening with the music, too. It's like we're taking, like, 80s, like, synth, but, like, making it chill okay. and, like, a little fun. And kind of, like... Yeah. And the, and the lo-fi just means low fidelity. So it's, like, it has imperfections. It's a little crickly, crackly. And a lot of times it has, like, a really chill beat. Mm-hmm. And supposedly it helps you study. And so yeah. I, when I was, like, reading about it, because I was like, how do I describe this? I know when I hear it. Uh-huh. How do I describe it? Yeah. Um, and apparently all these... Apparently... <laughs> <laughs> keep hearing it in my head. <laughs> all these studies have been done where people were do- studying, like studying for a test or reading or trying to focus or concentrate, and they played this kind of very lo-fi, hip-hop, chill lounge yeah. music, mm-hmm. and it like helped them study. And so yesterday when I was trying to read, I was like, I'm going to see if this helps. And there was like all this chaos going mm-hmm. on around me. Um, a kid was playing the keyboard on full volume. The TV was on. There was somebody was playing a video game. Like it was super, super loud. And I just like put that in my ears, but not really loud. And I was able to focus like really well. It created like a. Like a barrier, like right. a protective focus right. So even though barrier. it wasn't quiet, it's still it kind of like... It was super interesting. Yeah. And I was huh. very relaxed, even though the house was very chaotic. So anyway, I don't know. Maybe just... I'm 30. Try it. I'm in my 30s. Try it. I'm old and things are weird. I was telling someone the other Crack day... Crack open a... <laughs> I was going to say a book. Like one, It's trying to incorporate some of the recommendations we've already made and... <laughs> My brain immediately went. I said, "Crack open a," and I was think I was gonna say book, but then my brain was like, "Brussels sprout." <laughs> Listen, crack open a Brussels sprout. <laughs> I know when we started this podcast, we were in our twenties. <laughs> I'm at the point now where I'm eating Brussels sprouts. I'm mm-hmm. listening to hip hop lounge music, <laughs> or I, I'm exclusively listening to hip hop lounge music, or only the music I liked in high school. Right. Like, I'm becoming that old person. Right, yep. And I'm not sorry. So anyway, those, as our, as we grow and age, so do our recommendations. <laughs> I'll, I'll end the episode with some lo-fi. Oh, wait. I have... Um, if you guys have questions Do you have more it. recommendations? I have one more. Okay. Wait, who just went? You did lo-fi. Okay. Yeah. I have two more. Okay, great. Is that okay? Yep. Um, I'm going to recommend... 
a specific version of this, but really in general, this is just a general recommendation. Stretching. Oh, wow. Stretching is great, isn't it? <laughs> We're so old. Anyway, um, heel cream. <laughs> the organ trail. That's my recommendation. For the- those of you that have not played the organ trail in a while, which many of you I know have not okay, played in a while. I definitely heard organ. Oh, organ, like kidneys, yeah. liver, that I kind of thing. I love Oregon Trail. I have the little yeah. handheld one. Um, well, so I just replaced my 2012 <laughs> laptop. Yes. And so um, I got a new device. You're in this decade now. <laughs> and well, and so, of course, whenever you get a new Apple device, they're like, would you like five years of free whatever yes um so i have a year of free what this and a year of free that and then i have three months of apple arcade oh which is like their app it's like on their app store but it's games that you like you pay a certain amount a month i mean i don't because i'm in my (laughs) my free trial (laughs) um but um how does it feel to be better (laughs) so the apple arcade version of the Oregon trail i have specifically enjoyed and Matthew and I have played it together a little bit and Georgia and I have played it that together a little so bit. That is so fun. Do they have Oregon Trail too? They just have so this is like it's definitely a version made for like I can tell cuz I have an iPad now that it's definitely I'm looking like at does it. really well for it's iPad. Beautiful. Yeah, it's really great. Um but there's also like a strategy to it so you can be good at it just like <gasps> Frogger just like the original Oregon Trail, you know, like if you kind of know the ins and outs, like yeah. you can play strategically or you can do what I used to do, which is buy so much stuff that you can't <laughs> ever even leave independence. Yeah. Um, Did you ever make it to Oregon? Oh, yes. Oh, wow. Okay. I've recently made it in this game. Yeah. But this is kind of a hard version. It took okay. me it took me a few tries to make it. Um, okay. But... Uh, so actually I only ever played Oregon Trail 2. Okay. And I will never forget. So this was back in the day. This was a long time ago when Alpha and Omega Ministries Mm -hmm. was in Rich's garage. Right. And, uh, we were supposed to go over to Rich's house to celebrate. I want to say it was like Thanksgiving or Christmas or something. And I told him I was sitting on the computer and I told my dad, I was like, dad. I've never been this close to Oregon before. <laughs> like, I can't leave now. You can't leave. Because for some reason, I like, I guess I couldn't save the game or I don't know why. But I was like, I can't leave That's now. That's how games used to be. Yeah. I was like, if I leave now, like, I might never make it. And my dad very seriously looked me in the eye and he was like, make it to Oregon. <laughs> Meet us when you're done. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> and I did. Good man. <laughs> he let me I in. had a very fancy version of Oregon Trail at one point where you could, you could like access this guide and then you could pick plants what? and it would show like four plants in a basket and you would like look at the guide to see which ones were poisonous. You could fish in it. That is a that is a different version of Oregon yeah. Trail. Yeah. Anyway, this this version's great. If you're yeah. seeing the Oregon Trail on your Apple Arcade, go ahead and play. So for Christmas, family friendly. Christmas two years ago, my dad got me 
Target was selling a mini, like it's a handheld. Oh yeah, yeah. And you can play Oregon Trail. You on have it. the game too. I have that. Yeah. The board, the card game. Oh, and I have the card game too. Because we played it. Yeah, I have the card game and I have the little handheld game, which Clementine likes to play. It's pretty fun. Like it's the exact. It is Oregon Trail on a tiny right. twenty dollar little thing and my dad bought it which is funny my dad was very supportive of oregon trail it's a great game now that i'm thinking about it so what you're saying is it's james white approved it is james white approved and uh it was a pretty fun game so yeah also frogger i want to play frogger again okay i have one more recommendation okay this one came up in book club and it's one of my favorite things to recommend to people and um our book clubbers were like oh that's great that's a great recommendation Mm -hmm. so um I want to recommend insisting on naming sin. Let me expound on that. So Mm -hmm. what I mean by that is interpersonally, if you're in a conflict, if a sin can't be named, the sin is probably just pride. Right. Um, And this arose from a question of like someone is friends with somebody who believes in the whole you know, if you're white, you're racist thing mm-hmm. and the very, un, you know, the godless worldview of um, wokeism. And, you know, she was like, but how do I have this conversation? Because mm-hmm. my friend is insisting that I am racist. And I was like, well, you have to insist that they tell you how, like, right. and what you've done. Right. If you can't name the sin that someone's done, then you can't accuse them righteously of sin. Right. And so this works, this is a good thing, a good practice to be in if you are a human who is in relationships, (laughs) which means all of you. Right. Um, You know, if you're in some kind of disagreement or argument with somebody, you need to ask them, okay, what sin have I committed? Because you need to know, in order for you to repent, if you are guilty of sin. Right. You can't repent of someone else's upset feelings. Right. Like if it's just, well, so-and-so's feeling upset with me today. That's not something you can repent of. That's something if they don't have any sin to name that they need to repent of. Right. Um, And so it just, one of the ways that you live in Christian fellowship is you know how to name sin. And you're not accusing people of sin when they're not in sin. Right. And then you're letting things go. This is how you repent, reconcile. Um, this is how you know if you're it's, living righteously. It's how you can even determine if someone is actually doing something wrong, wrong to you. Right. Because you, it's a good way to determine if someone if someone's making you feel a certain way because they've they're actually doing something or because you don't like what they're right. doing or it's not to your preference. Right. What it does is it makes God the judge. Instead of right. people, mm-hmm. which is something that you also must insist on. Yeah. So you need to be able to ask somebody, okay, how have I sinned against you? And, and you need to ask it not as a maneuver or like a ploy to get out yeah, of this is not a conflict. weapon. Just so you know, I know some of you, listen, you've been caught. So just stop. It's some of you are like, some of you narcissists out there. <laughs> Or like, oh, well, every time I'm in an argument, I'll just be like, can you name my sin? And when you're like, I don't know. You're like, ha, ha see, I'm I not win. sinning. I'm never sinning. That is not what I'm recommending. Right. <laughs> but what I am saying is uh, if someone isn't actively sinning against you, 
then you have no righteous grounds to be in conflict with them. Right. Uh, and you need to know that. And the other person, if, if someone is sinning against you, then you need to be able to tell them how it's sin. Right. Why is it? Well, I'm upset because you are doing X. X equals sin. Right. If X isn't sin, then you shouldn't be. If there's no sin in it, right. then there's nothing for you to be upset about because we need to hate what God hates and love what God loves. Mm-hmm. And he needs to be the standard not our personal feelings at the moment. So anyway, it's just, it's a super, it's something that will revitalize and rejuvenate your relationships. And just, you know, just so you know, um, sometimes sin is, sometimes sin is being impatient. Sometimes sin is being unkind. Sometimes I'm not saying like the sin has to be, uh, you know, adultery, envy, One of the Ten Commandments necessarily. A failure to love your neighbor in some way is a sin, like because we're supposed to be loving Mm -hmm. our neighbor. That's this, you know, love God, love neighbor. So it could be like, you know, I you're being really unkind. You're sinning in your anger. You're sinning like it. It could be one of those. Um, But you have to be able to, if somebody is sinning against you and you want the relationship to be reconciled, they have to know what they're repenting of. Right. They can't repent of you having a bad feeling about their behavior. Right. Or not not... doing something to your liking. Right. So anyway, all that to say, I just, and I especially, so in Well, we should want to be clear if we care for the spiritual lives of the people we're in relationships, we should want to be clear because- if you get to the point where you need to discuss something and you can't let love cover it and you've determined they have indeed done something wrong to you, um, at that point, they do need to know. They need to know if the Christians need to know if they're in sin. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it, it is, it's helpful for that person, too. Right. It's necessary right. for that person, too. But th- a lot of things get lost. Mm-hmm. When you're trying to make people repent over sinning about like sinning air quotes there, like right. sinning against you. Right. Like they're, are they actually sinning? Right. Um, is this something that you made up in your head? Right. <laughs> um, yeah. You... Or really, is it just like, cause yeah, it's really easy to be impatient with someone, but it's like, Oh, they never, they never helped me. They never helped me do what I'm trying to do. And it's like, well, when did you ask them? Well, like, like, well, isn't one that second you being, ago, one second ago, they you asked being me? impatient with right. that person yes, and yes. assuming the worst. And that's another, so that's why it's important too, because sometimes it's actually, I think we, it is uncanny how often when we like make ourselves the center of the universe mm-hmm. and us, the standard of what is sin mm-hmm. and our preferences for what the standard of sin is, how often we like do the thing that we're, that we're actually angry at the other person. <laughs> and with the question of, in the context of what the question was asked in, uh, where, you know, this person is a Christian and they just believe that this other person is a Christian, that's a Christian, is a racist because they're white. This is a really important time where you insist on, you know, if you're going to accuse me of sin, you have to give an, you have to give an example. Right. You have to witness. Uh, you Making false accusations is sin. And in the Old Testament, if you falsely accuse somebody and it was found out, you would get the punishment that right. that person would have gotten if it was true. That's how right. seriously, like this, it's lying. Right. 
Um, and so if you, if I said, well, I know that Joy stole a thousand dollars from me, but I could not like, could not produce. I just felt like it. If there was no thousand dollars missing. I'm not missing a thousand dollars. If I had dollars. not suddenly gained a thousand dollars and you were not missing it. Or if I had gone out and spent a thousand dollars and then I was like, well, Joy, you know, whatever the punishment would be if she had stolen the thousand dollars is what I would deserve right. for making that false accusation. Right. So God takes false accusations very seriously. So we need to watch our mouths. And this is why we have to be able to name the sin. We have to be able to speak clearly on these issues. And so with the question of like, are you racist because you're white? Well, tell me what I've done that's racist because being white is not a sin. Right. It's not sinful and to that's be white. What you'll so have it can't to make be distinctions. Yeah. to be white. Right. Mm-hmm. So how, what have I done that's sinful? Name it. Tell me what it is. Right. And if you can't, then you're making a false accusation. Right. And if your answer is that I looked at your exterior to determine your character, that's actually racism. <laughs> That's, that's, racist. Actually, that's actually racism. Okay. okay. Anyway, 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 I have one last one more. Uh, yep. recommendation, and you can tell we've been doing this for a while because we both picked the like character building recommendation <laughs> for the very end. <laughs> so my recommendation um, is praying for other people, <sighs> and uh, so maybe even my recommendation is even specifically in the instance where you are conjuring up some wrong thing that someone's done to you and they mm-hmm. always do it that way and if they, they would just do. do it differently then of course you know then everything would be better but um what if in that moment you stopped and you prayed for them instead of being upset right yeah that's a big one and it's and you know like so maybe if you feel like your husband is absent and works works too much. Mm. Like maybe you should pray mm. for his work. Endurance. Pray for his business. Strength. Pray for Yeah. Um you know, ask you can even ask him like mm-hmm. how was it? How's it going? Mm. What are you thinking? Um so basically it's being understanding, but I'm giving that very specific recommendation of praying for that person stop stop your horrible thoughts about the another person another brother and sister in christ or uh, yeah an unbeliever anybody stop what you're doing Mm -hmm. and pray for that person Mm -hmm. um you can message them and say how can i pray for you today Mm -hmm. um it's not hard it will just require Effort, um, intentionality. Sacrificing yourself. <laughs> what a great... So in a way, it's very hard, but it's not hard. <laughs> and you've been given barometer. all the means to do it. <laughs> it's so. a great barometer, isn't it? For like whether or not you're sitting against somebody in your thoughts. Like, can I stop and joyfully pray for this right. person? Right, Like that will reveal... If you're confused about where your heart's at, mm. are you going to stop and pray for them? Right. And you might have to stop and say like, Lord, I'm in sin... Like, help me repent of this right. sin. Yes. This is, and name it. Again, mm-hmm. you, you, need, you need to name the sin and name it as sin uh, and and ask for a repentant heart in that. But I mean, it is such a great barometer for how you're, like, if you're in sin, if, and you know, if, if you think somebody is in sin against you, 
like deal with your sin first. Right. You can <laughs> just pray be like obviously having a hard time um preparing for that transaction of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Having a really hard time being gracious to this person, patient to this person. Mm-hmm. Can you please like change my affections towards this person mm-hmm. to make them loving mm-hmm. so that I love this person and don't resent them. Right. But That's yeah. a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And um, I practice this with my kids where if I can tell they're really having a hard time in their relationship with somebody, mm-hmm. I'll be like, can we pray for them? Me and you. Can we pray for this yeah. person now? And um, it does a lot. <laughs> it does. I, I mean, it reveals having your heart revealed is a big, big, big thing. Right. Um, well, because it just it sort of like. Well, there's no there's no pragmatic points to it that I'm trying to make. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be like prayer has all these great benefits like. <laughs> It does, but you're also just supposed to do it, even if it, <laughs> right? Be even if you're challenged even to if your you very core by prayer. Afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> but it's sort of this. It's like, it's like a leveling of the playing field. There's a humility. It's like remember, it puts you back in right oh, position. Are you a human <laughs> praying for another human? Um, you know, mm-hmm. are you praying for something that's human a human quality oh are you in being someone else hateful <laughs> towards someone that jesus died for right oh right yeah when you when you reframe the picture when mm-hmm. you reorient the picture properly to where mm-hmm. like you are on right. your face before god yeah then it's hard to feel like you have some ability to say what other people should be doing and well, they shouldn't ever, no one should ever annoy me. Right. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Well, so our recommendations for the summer, eat some cocoa aminos, get your Crack heart right. Crack open a Brussels sprout. Crack open a Brussels sprout. Listen to some old lady music. I'm going to play you some now. Um, <laughs> that was your last one, right? Yeah. Okay. This is low five. This is the... Uh, theme from Portlandia. This song? Yeah. I'm going to play a different song. <laughs> How about this one? Let's do this one. I'm not saying it's a bad song. I could read an entire book to this. It's very <laughs> chill. So relaxing. Anyway, leave us a voicemail. Do you have a problem with Portlandia? No, I just like don't. I didn't know Want that. them to sue us? <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't own the song. Somebody named Washed Out. <laughs> That's a very lo-fi band name. I know. The song is called Tokyo Train. I'm so relaxed. All right. <laughs> Join book club. I'm on a train. By, by Fair Sunshine. Join book club at Patreon.com. I thought you were saying by Fair Sunshine. What? I thought you were saying by Fair Sunshine. <laughs> We've lost it. Enjoy your summer. Bye. Join See us you later. Book club. Adorable. <laughs> patreon.com slash theologians and we'll see you guys next week see ya